Hi, I'm Warren. Hello, I'm Adam, and welcome to our latest episode of Minefield. As you know, we work for the Sanguine Writing House, which is a provider of online and in-person mystery games. And today we're joined by Adam Gross, who is a youth board member for Beyond. So welcome, Adam, and thank you for this. Um, do you just want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, so I work with, I volunteer with the charity Beyond. I'm a youth board member. I've done that for a short while, but my primary job is as a peer worker for Peabody. So I support uh, residents, customers, really, with their mental health, um, based off of what's helped me. Uh, I've only recently started that, but it's going well and I'm enjoying it. Obviously, elements are challenging, but yeah, I'm pleased and it's going well. Uh, that's ace to hear. That's ace to hear. So, so tell us what brought you into that position or, you know, how, how did you come to be where you are? Yeah, I mean, I've certainly had my own struggles with mental health growing up, um, sort of with anxiety, stress, that type of thing. Um, and that's been quite hard. I mean, I still have my moments, but now I rebalance, I would say, much quicker, much faster. And there's almost a certainty that in time and with patience and understanding, it will happen. I've been really fortunate to encounter an amazing organisation known as iHeart. It stands for Innate Health Education and Resilience Training, and they've really, really helped me a lot, actually, and I probably wouldn't be the same person without their help. It's amazing. It is. So, in in terms of kind of... um, you're talking about your own mental health, Adam. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of um, what would you say would be the main kind of struggles that you've experienced in that, and how did you kind of end up going to iHeart? I think um, the main struggle was really anxiety and that came with stress as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of anxiety, but I didn't know how to deal with it or how to process it, or how to work with it. I tried different stuff like mindfulness, and and I think I had CBT at one point, but iHeart was different because instead of, like, it's not techniques-based, it's understanding-based. So instead of trying, like, mindfulness, a technique to feel better, it teaches how resilience is innate, and it's there when we allow our minds to be still, and see that our well-being is actually already there. It's not always accessible in the moment, but it's always there. They share this analogy of like um, how the sun's always there. It just gets obscured by the clouds from time to time. Okay. So, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So it's a bit like clearing the fog almost and mm. focusing on... On what you need or what you want kind of thing to get yeah. you back to to being you almost yeah exactly and it's not like like i still have my anxious or stressed moments and it's not about pushing that away or just 
denying it, saying no, the sun's here or anywhere. It's like if you feel stress, that's also anxiety, and you're placing that on something else because it works. It works by saying if you believe something on the outside can trigger a feeling within you on the inside, that's an illusion because it's like a teddy bear. When you're young, you think that it can implant a good feeling within you. But as you grow up, you learn that's an illusion and it doesn't work like that. And they teach that it's the same with circumstances in life. It really looks like certain circumstances can trigger anxiety or stress. But in reality, they can't. This is why two people experience the same circumstance and can react differently. Um, so, yeah, when you see for yourself that it's actually your thinking in the moment that's the cause of your feeling, it's not about trying to upgrade your thinking or feeling or doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's more about just realising what's happening and allowing that to settle, if that makes sense. Really, really does. Because I suppose a lot of the time, and I know one one thing that I, I I've or I kind of fit into is not understanding what makes me feel that kind of way, or or, or yeah, or, or gets me to react in a certain way. But I suppose if you've if you know kind of why you feel that way. It's easier to kind of position yourself back, isn't it? And let's say it's, it's recognizing those symptoms and, and being able to bring yourself back on track. Yeah, it's like um, if you're in a car and you veer to one side on the motorway, and there's that I don't know what they call it, but like that vibrating rumble strip that's yep. on the right. It's like a helpful indicator that you're outsourcing your well being to something on the outside and then it alerts you to think oh i'm not thinking correctly i should just relax and let it settle and then when i'm in a better headspace then i can react because if we react when we're in a stressed out mind state it's not going to be the best um, option i completely agree I, that's that's a great analogy really never actually thought yeah. of that so much i actually heard it on the podcast a different one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not my own I've come out to. <laughs> no, it's a great one, and I think it's one that I certainly want to share. Yeah, definitely. So, is is our heart an organisation, or is it um, a strategy, or is it a kind of a concept? It's what is our heart? Is it an organisation? Yeah, it's like a charity organisation that teach um, about resilience. They they primarily teach it in schools, the iHeart programme, but they also teach facilitators to teach um, groups of young people or one-to-ones, stuff like that. Hopefully I'm training soon to, to, to actually be a facilitator, but I'm not 100% wow. sure when that will be, but I hope so soon because it's really helped me. That, that's amazing is that and I, obviously I, I hope that happens for you and I hope that happens for you soon because as I say it's great to give back and obviously you, you've learned you know how to how to deal because as you say anxiety or stress or you know those they don't go away and it, it's not something you can cure but having the tools to 
to help yourself and and retrack is is amazing then being able to pass those on I, you know that's that's so so good for that so how has iheart led you to to beyond um so iheart iheart really helped me feel better within myself because before i was really struggling um reacting with anxiety and stress the whole time i really wasn't in a good headspace but when i encountered iheart they helped me and they guided me towards a better mindset and then when i had that better mindset i wanted to give back and i was researching different organizations things like that and i think it was in my final year at uni i, I found beyond and i i required, i um applied to be a member of the youth board and thankfully i got in and yeah we've done a few things so far that i've been involved in um like i've done blogs for them well one blog for them there was a campaign with photographer ranking for social media and recently i coordinated like um a series of videos for the mix on mental health to be published on instagram wow, wow. that's what we've done so far well what i've done so far and, and there's, there's a lot of board members, and I noticed that they're all different ages as well. So you've yeah. got some younger um, board members and, and, you know, some slightly older ones. Uh, and that's amazing that you have such a range of young people that have actually got a voice and that are empowered to have a voice. Um, so yeah, beyond beyond this is set up by the CEO, is, is Louise, is that all right? Yeah, the CEO is Louisa, and I think it. Yeah. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it was founded by Johnny Benjamin. That's right. Yeah, the, he has yeah. an MBE for his work, doesn't yes. he? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, so what what is the the mission then of for for those who are listening? What's the mission for Beyond? Um, Beyond raise money to help other organizations and schools that are underfunded or underutilized and they give out these grants that help make a difference to young people um throughout the uk um so yeah that's, that's what i know anyway <laughs> well i say it's a great cause though isn't it because obviously there's so many groups out there who who want to help mm. but struggle with the funding and, and getting getting themselves out there to to do the help but it's you know it's amazing that there's an, an organization out there that solely does that for them yeah yeah exactly. i mean I'm, I'm not sure adam what it was like when you're when you were at school or i mean at university but yeah. Um, I mean, myself and Warren are probably a little bit older than you, and I'm going to say a little bit. Um, but just be kind. Just be kind to it to it to us. Yeah. Um, there was no kind of support when we were at school for things like mental health. Nobody mm. talked about mental health. Nobody talked about anxiety, depression. It was kind of unheard of, you know, and and. Uh, I don't, I don't know, and it'd be interesting to get your perception because you're kind of another generation. 
um, you know, was there support at school, college, university for you? Um, so in, I'll start at school. I mean, at school, there wasn't really. I mean, there was the school tried their best, but I think it was hard for them as well because they didn't really understand exactly what I was going through. Um, mm. And then college, I went to college instead of sick form, and that was hard as well. I think it was mainly because of I was in such a bad headspace that that affected me. And then, sorry, it's just covering up the camera. And then uni, uni, I was fortunate. I went to one in Birmingham, and they were actually really supportive. So I think it depends where you go and what age you are as well. I know there's a good quote. Um, I saw it on a website the other day. It's like, we need to stop trying to get people out of the river and stop them from drowning. We need to stop them falling in in the first place. Yeah. Not just you know, get get it at the root cause instead of trying to um, fix the effect of it, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I think... That's that prevention's always better than the cure, isn't it? Exactly, it's, yeah. Yeah. You know, if we can... I suppose, it, like you say, I, when, when we were at school, there wasn't, you know, it just wasn't heard of, it wasn't spoken about. Mm. But I think as... As time goes on, we've got more organisations like I Heart Beyond and, and all the others that we've spoken to. Yeah. The more emphasis gets put on it and the more people do speak about it. I think, like I say, people in schools and colleges and universities know a lot more about it. So it's, it's then easier to talk about. It's also easier to recognise. Because a lot of the time, I, I think... How long did it take you to? I know you you weren't in a great headspace. How long did it take you to realise that you know there was that it was anxiety and stress that were that causing that that headspace? Because a lot of times people don't yeah always know that the that they mm. you know the mentally unwell or or have any kind of issue. I didn't. Because, yeah, because it's not talked about. I was unsure as what's going on even myself going through that I wasn't there was no sort of clear guidance in a way because it wasn't talked about it was just everyone has to keep quiet because you know there's this taboo and it still exists I think even though we've come yeah. somewhere as a society I think I still think there's a way to go you know a massive massive way to go yeah. but you know it, it's you can see it's breaking through yeah. you know it, mm. it, it's it's better now than it was 20 years ago when, you yeah. know, when we were at school and, and even more so after, before that. Yeah. But I think it's, hmm. the, it is all about recognising those stages. Sorry, Adam. Yeah. So I, I think, I think we're dealing with the fallout of that now because we've got, you know, male suicide pandemic and you're absolutely right. You know, we, we need to start talking to, young men and, and young women, you know, teenagers now, um, so that, you know, we don't have an ongoing pandemic of um, suicide um, between the ages of 18 and 25. Um, you're absolutely right, you know, and organisations like iHeart and, and, and beyond, you know, the work that they're doing, the more education, the more normal we can make the conversation, the better it's going to be. You know, people still 
don't want to talk about suicide, they don't want to talk about um, depression, or but it's normal, you know. If you broke your leg, you would talk about it, wouldn't you? Yeah. So yeah. it's about normalising it. Um, and, you know, I think what you've said is, is, is absolutely spot on about, you know, not... You can't change the situation, but you can um, deal with the impact and the effect that that situation has on you um, and how you feel about it. Yeah. And um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. It's just gone. <laughs> no yeah, I think it's. As you say, we do just need to speak about it. Uh, I think we are getting better at recognising some of the signals and such like. But as I say, the earlier we start, just... Because there's a lot of subjects that we never used to speak about that now everybody does. And it, and it just becomes part of everyday normality. So we just need to get people's mental health or, you know, mental well-being into that. Because you say, there's... There's nothing to be ashamed of, and, and you know, and, and it's that asking for help. I think that's, you know, we just need to make sure that people do that, or you know, make sure that they know that they can, and that and think, there are people out there. I think it's getting better in a way because you've got those campaigns like, you know, and you hear these these buzzwords like it's okay not to be okay and things like that, which generate people. Um, you know, to, to seek yeah. help because it's okay and, and, and that they get more comfortable. But on the flip side, I've heard, you know, if, you, if with that saying, maybe people feel that they should stick to how they're feeling because it's okay. So it's interesting to hear different perspectives. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never thought about that side of it, actually. Yeah. I think the message should be, it's, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, maybe it's, that's a good one, yeah. You know, because you when you look at it, there is actually lots of help out there. Yeah. And I think one it's of the important things is... On pardon? Yeah, it, it's... Let's say you tried several different things. Yeah. And you, you found the one that works for you. Yeah. Obviously, the other things that you tried may help other people, and it's just yeah. finding the right thing for the right person, isn't it? Really, what what works for you? I think um, everyone's unique. Everyone has their own um, sort of personality, and so what works for one might not necessarily work the same for someone else. But there's always reason to be hopeful because there's always someone who can help. You just need to find that person. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a great thing, that really, yeah. Be hopeful because there is always some, there is always someone out there who can help you. And it is just putting yourself out there and finding, finding that. Yeah. You know. But yeah, that's, it's, it's been amazing, Adam. And I say we, we really do thank you for, for coming on and speaking to us and you know uh, and telling us yeah, your story you. and, and what you're doing and uh, full credit to you for for giving back and, and helping other people out um 
Obviously, you said because yeah. you're, you're doing, you know, you're looking to do the training. Yeah. And I hope that goes well for you, and I hope that happens soon, because I think you'll be a real credit to to helping other people. Well, thank you. I think I you've got a lot to give. Thank you for having me on, guys. No worries. Yeah, I say it's been a pleasure, and and hopefully, no, you're you know, welcome. Come back on again, and you know, we'll we'll see where we're at and see how how you're getting on. It'd be brilliant yeah. to have you back. Yeah, and if anybody's got any questions um, for Adam. Um, or any questions about Beyond or iHeart, as usual, just drop us a message or drop us a comment and we'll pass on any messages to, to Adam and we'll try and get you the information that um, is available around iHeart and Beyond. But once again, thank you for listening. Thank you very much, Adam, for joining us. And it's it's been fantastic hearing lots of different perspectives, lots of different um, viewpoints. And, uh, yeah, thank you all for, for watching, and we will see you next time. Thank you, guys. Indeed. Thank you very much. Thank you, Adam. Thanks. Bye-bye. The Mindfield Podcast has been presented by the Sanguine Writing House, the UK's leading provider of online mystery and strategy games, along with team training, mental health awareness, and mental health first aid courses. To find out more and to book your course or game, please visit tswh.co.uk.